Welcome back. Now, as of today, Jason Quinn is no longer an executive employee at APSA. He leaves the position of financial director at the lender, which he has occupied since 2016, and will step into NetBank's offices as CEO at the end of May next year, replacing Mike Brown, who has been at the helm since 2010. Banking analyst and portfolio manager at Denka Capital, Quirky Coyman, weighs in on this move. Quirky, it's a pleasure and a good afternoon to you. Afternoon, yes. All right, Quickie, is this a surprise to you, to markets uh, at all, that we would see a move of this nature uh, where Jason Quinn is concerned? Yeah, no, uh, look, obviously it's not a surprise. We know that NetBank were looking to replace Mike Brown and they were searching quite wide. Um, and yeah, we, we've actually obviously been asking them as well uh, in terms of which direction they're going. And uh, the answer we got, and very professional each time, is that they were searching both internally and externally and that's good you know that is build up a, a list of of candidates and uh, then in the end the board makes the decision and uh, interesting that the board decided on jason quinn who who is uh very suitable uh, he's actually uh for a year was interim ceo at at absa and um and has been a very good and long-standing CFO. He's been in the banking world for a long time. So he's a very good replacement for, for Mike Brown. Um, and he's actually still young. I wasn't aware he's still, um, he's under 50. I think he's mm-hmm. uh, 47, 48. Mm-hmm. I must ask you, Cookie, uh, succession planning here, because, of course, like you said, uh, NetBank cast its net wide. It looked internationally as well. It looked inside the bank, outside of the bank. And so I'm wondering, uh, you know, how succession planning is supposed to work in this regard. Also considering the APSA with Jason Quinn, having possibly being, uh, you know, uh, the, another person who could have been in line to take over an APSA, should Ari Ruachtenbach uh, step back? Uh, does this leave uh, questions about succession planning within our banking sector? Yeah, a good question. It's it's interesting when you look at all the large banks have now replaced uh, their CEO. If you investic a while ago, Fonetiti uh, took over Absa Ari Rotenbach and um, yeah, NetBank now. And then uh, the one that actually is is the biggest and uh, had, who did it very well is is First Rand with um, Mary Villacasi taking over f- uh, next year. Um, and so it's interesting that you can see that first trend is is the biggest, and their their announcement was also it, it came across more professional in the sense that there was a whole range of of sweeping changes in the group, and you can see this has been planned for quite a while. NetBank being smaller obviously doesn't always have that that large support staff. And NetBank, I think, is unfortunate in that a lot of the senior guys who might have been suitable uh, were already at a retirement age earlier and, and had left. So it's it's a very difficult thing to get your succession planning right um, because to have a good internal succession plan, you need to have at least three or four candidates mm-hmm. and they must also be young enough and wait and know that only one of them will get the job. So it's, 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 it's a thing that obviously occupies uh, top management at, at all businesses, mm-hmm. especially banks. And what makes banks and insurers obviously more difficult is that on the banking side, you need the reserve bank to also approve uh, and to look at your succession planning. So there's a lot of time spent. And uh, interesting that in the end, um, NetBank did 
decide to go for Jason outside. They've got good uh, internal candidates as well. Uh, Mike Davis, uh, uh, we rate very, very highly as CFO. Um, and I'm sure they would have looked at him, but decided maybe Jason's experience, having been CEO for a year at EBSA, just gave him the nod. I'm keen to get uh, also the importance of a board chairperson uh, in the, this uh, recruitment game. If, for instance, if I think back to what happened at APSA uh, between a chairperson at the time, Wendy Lucas Bull, as well as uh, Daniel Manila, that was a bit of friction there that caused uh, the early exit of Daniel Manila. But Daniel Manila would have worked with Jason Quinn at APSA. And now as chairperson at NetBank, uh, I wonder if you know that also might have been factored in uh, that the chairperson knows Jason and what he's capable of. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think you're totally right. It, it, it does play a big role. Your chair, obviously, in a case like this, because it's your non-execs who make this decision uh, on the board, and obviously the chairperson there plays a very large role. And uh, as, as you said, in, in that, that period when, uh, you know, uh, when ABSA, when things weren't going that well, and, and the changes in Daniel coming in, and, and uh, but then moving to NetBank as chair, where he's done very well so far. So knowing Jason from that period, I think it would have uh, given him more comfort to push for for Jason. Um, it's interesting that I, I've tried to think back as far as I can, and I, I, I think I've known at least 12 EPSA CEOs. Sure. <laughs> that says <laughs> <Yeah>. my age. <laughs> but I think this is the first time that we've got a CEO who was um, a CEO of two banks, uh, having been a CEO of, Net, of EPSA and now of NetBank. I'm trying to think back. I think Pete Bardenos obviously would have, but that many, many years ago, because he would have been a CEO of, I think, uh, the Building Society and, and then later of, of, of EPSA. But that goes back to the 80s, I think. So now, in any case, it's the first time in a long time that you've got a CEO who's been CEO of, of two banks. And, and that actually helps a lot because you've seen another environment, you've been inside, you know what it works, you know the good and the bad. And uh, yeah, I think it's it's very good for NetBank having gone on that regard with Jason Quinn. And before I let you go, Gugu, then I must ask you just about, uh, you know, looking at the banking sector as a whole. I actually just spoke to an analyst who pointed out that the banking sector in South Africa is due for a little bit of disruption as we see fintech uh, becoming more uh, popular and prevalent. I'm wondering if, you know, uh, uh, the executive suite that we have across our big banks, so it's across all banks, uh, are able, you know, to really move traditional banks uh, through this uh, new fintech environment. Yeah. Now, uh, so fintech is a challenge everywhere globally. Um, interesting, I was just reading this morning again, our, in, in, in many countries, India specifically, uh, also in, in Korea, also in Brazil, Mexico, where your fintechs quickly gained a lot of clients. Uh, we see that here in South Africa also with Time Bank um, and even Discovery Bank. It, it, it's actually a bit older already, but it's still a fintech. Um, but a lot of those fintechs, uh, actually went for the lower end of the market and and gained clients, but gained what we call almost re, uh, anti-selection or reverse selection, where uh, the clients that left banks and went to the fintechs were the ones who weren't good clients. And so the bad debts that the fintechs have had is, is very high. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the fintechs technologically are very good, and it will take time. There will be winners that will come through, but we've seen it globally. Very few of them are really challenging the banks. They're just biting at the edges 
Um, and in the end, what will happen, and we've seen that here and there, that fintechs even get taken out by a large bank, or uh, some of them will merge, and then you've got a whole different problem. But <laughs> I think that the question you're really asking is that uh, the world is changing, um, and technologically, it means that banks and insurers who are very data and, and technology dependent, it's got to make sure that you know, the, the apps are very user-friendly. And in that regard, NetBank have done an amazing job. It's taken them eight years. And uh, with the new Avo and, and, and you know, the, the, the client interface is actually state-of-the-art. And in that regard, South Africa can uh, compete with any other country in the world. Well, Cookie, it's always uh, fascinating to get your insights. Thank you so much for your time today. It's an absolute pleasure. That was Cookie Quimman, he's banking analyst and portfolio manager at Denker Capital.